With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Stringer Podcast number 23. It's like that creepy movie, Jim Carrey. Remember the one where he reads a book, goes out of his mind, and thinks 23 is like the root of all evil? Yeah, this podcast is exactly like that, except with warm weather and sunshine outside, and Mackenzie Thurkel on the podcast. The Floridian works with Orlando City SC. She's on TV 27, part of their broadcast, at Kenzie Thurkel on Instagram, at Kenzie Thurkel on Twitter. Drop the Mac, keep the Kenzie easy enough to remember her name. But first, before we get to that, it's the Stringer Big Weekend. We're getting off a long weekend, which I haven't had in ages, a three-day weekend, four-day work week, and then the weekend coming up. And what are you doing on Friday? If you ain't going to solo a Star Wars story, you are out of your mind. It opens Friday theaters across the country, board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away for an adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapes deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca. That was terrible. And encounters the notorious game Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of Star Wars Sega's most unlikely heroes. That's right. Fuck you, Luke Skywalker. Team Solo all the way. I'm going tonight. I can't wait to see it. Get a little bit of a sneak peek. But it opens across the country on Friday. On Saturday... Released your inner teenager, at least my inner teenager. Newfound Glory, sick tour 2018 at the Phoenix Concert Theater. That's right, you break out all your favorite old tracks like my friends over you. Call me any social, hit or miss, I can name them all for days. This was clearly Dylan's pick. I wonder if he's going. I bet you he is going. Saturday, Phoenix Concert Theater, show starts at 7.30, doors open at 7. Guess what? It's an all-ages show with legal age, drinking age, drinking stuffs, 19 over on the balcony and in the boxes. You know how you can get tickets? SeatGiant.ca. That's right. Just go to SeatGiant.ca. Look up Newfound Glory. Find Phoenix Concert Theater for Saturday night and use the promo code STRINGER and you can save some money on your tickets. Just that easy. SeatGiant.ca doesn't just work for Newfound Glory. If you're not, you know, that 90s pop punk kind of guy. If you're more into sporting events, theater, music, festivals, anything you want that's going on in the city or in a city near you throughout North America, use seatgiant.ca or seatgiant.com, promo code STRINGER, and guess what? You get discount. You get a discount, and you get a discount. It's just that 
Easy. Sunday. Pedestrian Sundays at Kensington Market. It seems a little weird. Isn't every day like a pedestrian day at Kensington Market? Uh, pedestrian Sundays at Kensington Market is back for a 15th year. The streets are yours from 12 to 7 p.m. Artists, musicians, performers, if you want to get involved, you should send a description of what you do. And a link, if you have one, to pskensington at gmail.com. And if you want to volunteer, oh, even better yet, volunteerpsk at gmail.com. As they'd love to welcome great new people to their team. Pedestrian Sundays don't permanently change the streets. They forever change the way you perceive them. That's that's like Kensington Market, the motto. Good eats, good people, strolling the streets of Kensington. That's what you got to do on Sunday. Your whole weekend lined up a movie, a concert, and good food on a Sunday in Kensington. Sounds great, right? Well, it's almost as good. That's what you're about to hear. The Stringer Podcast number 23 with Mackenzie Thurkill coming your way. Don't miss out. And you know what? Fuck it. I want Newfound Glory to take us in. Bring it on, boys. to work is it really yeah are you excited yeah 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 like i'm excited like i have some i have good trips so i have this trip nycfc another great city and then we do vancouver montreal great city and that's like a whole week have you been to either vancouver or montreal oh my goodness i am so excited oh my so have you been to portland or seattle Seattle. okay vancouver very much like seattle I right. Feel, I people are always like, "Where? What's your ideal city to live in?" Yeah. And I'm like, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. That I we always started. Yeah. Seattle. It's a rolling. It's a soft start. Okay. You didn't say anything dangerous yet. Okay. Oh, I didn't know well, if you, I should yeah, hold my microphone. Yeah, you up. can. Yeah, I'm like the cue. When the big red thing comes to my face, people are generally like, "Oh shit, are we going?" I know. That's why. I was and I'm like, "Which?" I didn't I, see you hit anything. That's why I didn't know. I do it super secretly. Because I, I like that little preamble. I like the... Yeah, you can't just get right in. I like the sit down. And I don't want like, welcome to today's <laughs> podcast. We're pleased to welcome Mackenzie Thurkill here from <laughs> Orlando City SC and TV 27. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's not fun to get into it that way. And we record a separate intro anyway. Oh, okay. Where we kind of go through the intro. We have a sponsor. We have to go through the sponsor. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. kind of tee up stuff that's happening around the city on the weekend or whatever city I'm in. I was in Hawaii for a week. And so we did like a Hawaiian edition. I want your life. Uh, no, you don't want my life. <laughs> it's, 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 I want to no. go to Hawaii for a week. That was, that was personal. That was just I still like, want to go to Hawaii I had, you know what I went, you know what I went in the playoffs last year, there was that, uh, major league soccer playoffs. We had that bye week in the playoffs for the international break. Mm-hmm. And I had planned a vacation in September off the heels cause Toronto went to LA for a game. And then I was like, that's it. I'm taking a week. Right. And I was going to drive up the coast, uh, all the way up to Vancouver, see some friends in Vancouver and then fly home, spend a week. And I got pulled like two days before the trip. I got told I wasn't going and I was like, no. And I had to, I had Airbnbs booked that I lost deposits on. That was frustrating. And so then I knew there was a date in November and I was like, fuck it. We have a week off. Heads up everyone. I booked this like two days after I was canceled on my LA trip. I was like, I'm gone. I'm gone from this day to this day. 
no holds barred. And so we went 10 days to Hawaii to the big island. I'd been there with friends a couple of years earlier, falling in love with the big island because it's kind of quiet, which is a little more my like tempo. Well, especially for a vacation. Especially for vacation. And I rented a house in the jungle. Legit. And I just, I had like three things I wanted to do. I wanted to get eight hours of sleep each night, which as you know, in the industry is very hard when you're working. I wanted to cook every meal because I eat out a lot and order in a lot. And I wanted to read at least two books. And I was able to do all of it. I like I was getting up at 6 a.m. every morning, sitting on the porch, watching the sunrise over the ocean. I guess not the kind of the ocean, the jungle, um, like America, <laughs> the U- like continental U.S. is out there somewhere, but you don't see it. But you see the sun come up. I just sit there and read the whole. That's like, amazing. And then hike. It was what I needed to do it. Like, you know, you get so far into it where your brain's kind of spun and you just need to unplug. Toronto was poised for a long playoff run last year, and not, everyone knew not it. This year. No, you want to talk about that? Not this you want, year. I don't work for them anymore. <laughs> you want you want to talk about what it's like to have one win? I feel for them. There's that piece of you that's like you know ninety eight. I think of the they'll bounce back. They have to. There's but if they do, it needs to pretty much start tomorrow. But I don't want it to start tomorrow. I want it to no. start for them. Like yeah, next after week. the Orlando game. Yes, we uh, we're very lucky. In Toronto, where we have two daily newspapers, and of those, like, there's one 100% full-time TFC guy, right? One one writer that every day there's a new piece on Toronto. So, Kurt Larson, I'll give him a little pump, put an article today, and he basically broke down the clip they have to go on in order to make the playoffs. Because he said if the average MLS team needs 50 points to make it in those top six spots... They have to get like 1.75 points per game. And the only team to do that last year was Toronto. And it was a history setting season. It's they're up against it. I have faith because I'm one of those blind believers. I'm just like, yeah, this group is strong. They're tough. Uh, but rough starts the rough start to the year yeah a little bit of a hangover i would say from like mls cup and then you twice and then you had concacaf then you concacaf and then josie had foot surgery right exactly and he was banged up and then in they lost like got a red card last week (laughs) did you see that yeah poor guy like it's funny there's this perfect picture that looks like the most violent thing you could ever do like when you watch it in play it's kind of quick, but the rules, you can't touch anyone on the face. Okay. Like, you can't. Did you see last year when we played Red Bulls and Kaka put his face on Aurelian Collin, who's our, like, our former player, all in smiles. They're smiling. He's doing it. And they were like, red card. Really? And it was all like in fun, like in just. the night. Na- and it was like at the end, of, it was just like for Juvenco at the end of the game. Yeah. Like all in good fun. Hand on the face just kind of because like. Aurelian yeah. Collin was just like kind of flopping Going. his mouth and Kaka just like as a joke was like patting him on the back. They were joking yeah. and he kind of like put his hand in his face and just be like, oh, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Stop it, you. Yeah. I the, know who you are. And the ref was just like, Bing! Now, did he get rescinded Red. afterwards or no? Like, did Kaka miss the next match yep. as well? So he spent the game in the wall. Jeez. It was a huge, it was a massive, massive like ordeal. Wow. People I were don't like, remember they that. should know. But at the same time, you can't, a ref doesn't know your friendship. Like, true. You know and what I mean? And kinda, hands on the face is hands on the face. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's, it's like spikes up in a tackle. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we're pals. I'm allowed to like two foot him like this. And exactly. the ref's like, no, no I don't that's, think that's, so. That's, that's, that's auto red. You're off the pitch. 
Yeah, so no Seba, but I think the biggest blow, with no disrespect to any of the major power forwards who are incredible, uh, they lost the whole back line pretty much at once. Yeah. Right, Drew Moore went out. Is it Michael Bradley playing center back right now? He is playing center back. And I want to give him credit. First of all, I'm actually not good at talking sports. This is the thing I'm the worst at because I was always... I'm not great at it either. All right, okay, perfect. <laughs> this, is, this is the pretend sports podcast. You know who Katie Nolan is? Yes. Katie Nolan has a great new podcast called Sports. Yep. It's a question mark. And I'm like, yes. Sports? If I, sports? If I ever had a sports podcast, I'd have totally have a question mark at the end because I don't really know. And I get corrected all the time mm-hmm. on how wrong I am. But I still want to take two seconds. And I want to say Michael Bradley is center back. I got to love him for it. Like, I have to give him some love for it because it's like telling me, oh, Clay, by the way, you don't hold a camera and produce anymore. You're actually the producer in a truck. You know what I mean? Like on a broadcast. Yeah. Sure. Michael plays soccer and he's really good at it. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's good at every position in the park. Exactly. And you can just totally put him whenever. And with him as a center back, they took Chivas uh, Guadalajara right to penalty kicks, right? And they had they had no Justin Morrow as left back, no Chris Mavinga, center back, no Drew Moore, no Eric Zavaleta, no Nick Hagland, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I feel for them. Yeah, so, they're going through some tough times. So Orlando probably has a pretty good chance. I like it. I'll take it. We lost you guys last year. We've only beaten you once. So uh, last year... Last okay. year you beat us... Both times. You beat us two to one here and then three to one, I believe, in Orlando. In Orlando. The year before that, I know we beat you the first game. That was the most ridiculous fucking match. Let me tell you. First of all, I love Joe Bendick, so I don't want to fault him too much. But he hauled, hauled down Jordan Hamilton with one of our younger forwards, our younger forwards. Look at me. I'm still <laughs> such a team guy. One of the younger forwards didn't get anything. And then Drew Moore, of all people, got like a bullshit red at like the 94th minute. Got a bullshit red. And I think the last goal, because he was this crazy back and forth. Was it? I think so. I honestly I, don't, I don't remember. remember. You've got all the, you probably have all the sheets. Yeah. Back at the hotel. <laughs> That's well, what tonight's for. Bang out a podcast. Yeah, but I'm not going to reference 2016. Yeah, the teams are actually your team's different. Our we our team is completely. Toronto different. is basically yeah, the same. Yeah, 2016 like will not be referenced at all. But I was going through. So with how many injuries you guys have had, I was going through all the games to see how many gore, gores goals. How many gores? How many gores? Many gores. Many many gores. How right many through the goals. Gut. Altidore and Giovinco have scored against us. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So you guys have scored 17 goals against us. They've made up 13, I believe. Really? Of the 17? Yeah. And then I'd be interested if you're taking it a step further. One of, of those them, 13, how many they combined on? Exactly. I haven't even looked at that. But um, and I was looking at the 2015 season and I wasn't here for that. And it was like Toronto beat us 5-0. Oh boy. 4-0. I was like, whoa. That's first year blows though. Like yeah, it was every team kind of gets that. If you look at Minnesota right now. Yeah. Well, this is their second, but yeah, still they're the kind of growing they pains a little bit. Did they really? Yeah. 2-1 to one mm. in Orlando. Mm. Adrian Heath return. Oh, just dagger. <laughs> oh yeah. Dagger right in the heart. That brings us, if we were talking about 2016, that brings us to when we first met. 
Yes. At the end of 2016, yes. we had this little Floridian girl all bundled up coming north of the border for <laughs> the playoffs. I froze. It wasn't even that cold. I was freezing. I think I had four layers on. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That was great, though, for you because you were able to come. Um, you went to New York and then you went to. Did you do New York first? No, I did D.C. D.C. Then That's came right. here straight from D.C. And then the following weekend went to Red Bulls. Oh, yeah, because it was it was city Toronto at the time playing. And then you did the, the, the Red Bulls afterwards. Yeah. What a great little tour. Yeah, we got fun. we got to meet up. I got told by MLS that, you know, we're sending up a young, eager reporter. She's going to be awesome to work with. And for the first time, the reporter was awesome to work with. Aww, no offense to anyone, you. but it was it, we had fun. We did have fun. Like we, we kept it loose. You interviewed their coach. I remember in the hall. You got a one on one with him. You remember yeah, that? With after the press, I yeah, got you got a one-on-one one on one with Vieira after his press conference. I also interviewed after a loss. I also interviewed uh, Michael Bradley and Josie Altador on the pitch. On the after pitch, the game. you just owned it. I did. Josh Laszlo, good friend. I think he was the camera operator at that point. Yep. I'm just throwing out all the shout-outs. All my friends and Alex Anthony, all the friends, all the Toronto friends coming together, supporting Ken's, love it, making sure it all goes well. We've how many? We have seen each other once. This is, so we talk often enough. Yeah. That was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's when we met. And then we saw each other preseason. Right, last 2017, year. 2017. And then that was it. Because you didn't travel for the July or no. whatever. I, no, no, the July. Yeah, it was, whenever. Yeah, the July match. Orlando in July is terrible. It is. It's, I don't recommend it. If you're going to cross anything off the list, you're like, oh, Orlando City FC. SC. I said SC. Oh, I thought you Soccer said Soccer club. FC. I thought you said No, SC. you're not football. Everyone, everyone messes it up. MLS messes it up sometimes. Really? Yeah. It's Isn't it in like your Twitter handle? Yes. It's like OCSC. Or people say Orlando City Soccer. We get that club. a lot. You don't no. get the club? Yeah, I'll just be Orlando City Soccer. Soccer. And you're like, okay. Orlando City Soccer. We're like, we might as well just change our name. So what's been up? I haven't seen you in a year. Has anything changed? Everything's pretty much the same? Sadly. <laughs> sadly, Yes. <laughs> My hair is darker. Your hair is very dark. My hair is darker. The thing I think that made me know I wanted to be friends with you, I was like, oh, she surfs and she skateboards, which is, I think, all the things I wish I could do, and I totally didn't, so I just live vicariously through your Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, whenever you're having fun- I have been snowboarding, though. Have you really? Yeah. Where'd you go? I was in Switzerland. Well, if you're going to snowboard, yeah, you might first, as well go in the Swiss it was, Alps. It was my first time, and that's where I learned. And then how do you relate that? So you're like bound into the board, way different than surfing that way. But and the motions. Yeah. It was actually, so my friend taught me who I had known for years. So he always grew up snowboarding. I grew up surfing. So our whole pack. There we are. Here's our dynamic yes, right here. That was our pack, like our whole entire life. He was like, I'm going to teach you how to snowboard if you teach me how to surf. So he's German, lives in Germany. I'm American, live in Florida. And it just so happened. I was like, this was the end of the 2016. It was actually right after you and I met. Oh, and then you just took off to Switzerland. Yeah. Because it's awesome. I went to Germany and Switzerland. And so we went and he taught me and I actually picked it up pretty quickly. He was like, he's like, I figured you would. One, I played a bunch yeah. of sports and he was like, two, you're just like hyper competitive. So. And I've tried surfing. The hard, and I was the, terrible the, about the, it. The, with what it. was tough for me is that with snowboarding, everything's on your front foot. Right, and not your back foot. And I'm used to everything on my back, back foot. foot. So that was the tough part for me because yeah. I naturally want to lean back. back. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. You no. have to. He's a catch an edge. Yeah. 
So pretty. that, so I definitely. Eat your snowboard queen. I, I ate shit. I think <laughs> for like hard, hard, hard. And I didn't wear like fistfuls of snow. Like I was just, yeah. My, a lot of beers were drinking I, at the end of the day. I remember one of my good friends, we were teenagers. I think I started snowboarding around 15, uh, 15, 16, right around there. And one of my best friends, I had been in it a little bit. And he's like, oh, and he was, he was totally like naturally inclined to every sport. He picked everything up so easily. And he's like, okay, I want you guys, like we had a group of four friends, right? They did everything together. He's like, you got to teach me to snowboard. We, we, we got to go. You got to teach me to snowboard. So we're like, okay, 100%. He borrowed my buddy's board. He wore like one of my, like, I want to say it was really cool. It was one of my ugliest, like snow ensembles you could give a human. And he wore that. And he, right away, he picked it up really naturally. But then what happens when you get overconfident is you pick up speed and you're just, you're like, I can own this. I can own this. He ate it so hard at the bottom of the hill that he ended up, we didn't realize this for another half hour. So it concussed him really bad. And he had for a period of time forgotten like the last six years of his life. (gasps) So if you asked him his phone number, it was his old phone number. If you asked him his address, it was his old address. And then when we realized we had to take him to the hospital, it became like every five minutes, he's like, this is a really nice snowsuit. Is it mine? And we're like, no, Andrew, it's not yours. It's mine. Uh, you're just boring it. We're on the way to the hospital. Oh, no, did someone get hurt? Yes, you hit your head. You, you, you have a concussion. You have to go to the hospital. And then our other friend, Scott, had to take over and wake him up like every hour or whatever it is throughout the night. And I'm glad I didn't get that job. And That's intense. So he... Funny, here's here's a whole list of Andrew's stories. Poor Andrew. Hope he never <laughs> listens to this. He was the guy that always, because he was super confident, always ruined a really good time by getting hurt. Oh, and no. so a second we were water He was skiing, that guy. He was that guy, 100%. We were out on the lake um, water skiing because we'd always do like a 10-day long guys trip camping. And our friend's uncle... I had a cottage nearby. He was there, was going to take us out on the boat water skiing. Andrew had to be first. And we're like, okay, cool, whatever. We don't have to be first. And he's whipping around. He's jumping wake, having a lot of fun. And then he catches it weird and the right ski smacks him in the head. And he goes down. Everyone thought it was fine. Like he just kind of fell. We get around and his head is wide open and he's just like pouring blood and that was the end of the day we had to then go in and take him to the hospital again because he had to go get stitches andrew is the guy that ruins all the fun but he'll have some gnarly stories when he gets older probably he's got kids now so i bet you i wonder i haven't met them yet i'm really bad at meeting my friend's kids because i'm like let me know when they're eight that's how i am are you okay perfect yeah because i'm like let me i can handle two because two you can kind of like mess with them it's funny and i'm all about that like i'm an aunt i have two nieces and a nephew oh yeah like when they're young i love it because i'm like all right this is what we're gonna do you're gonna go over there and you're gonna tell grandma (laughs) like (laughs) that this happened yeah oh yeah so i'm the oldest of three neither of my brothers have kids yet I imagine when they're like blood related, you probably like them more. Yes. But you're forced to like them. You you have to. They're at all the family events. Like you got to put up with them. You have to entertain them. But right now, I don't want to drop them at first because I feel like I'm the one that's going to break the baby. So I don't want to touch them. I get a little miffed when everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. Because in my head, they all look the same. Like a baby always looks like a little alien. 
They're right, always there's this little lanky alien. There are some very cute babies. There are also a lot of not good looking babies. And what does everyone say to that ugly baby? Oh, your baby's so cute. It's so adorable. Like, if I see a baby and I don't think your baby's cute, I'm just not gonna say anything. Oh. And also, I'm not the biggest person when it comes to babies because, like, when my friends have kids, they're like, "Do you want to hold her?" I'm like. No, I'm good over here. I'll take the Instagram picture. Exactly. Exactly. I'll hold the photo. I'll hold the camera. Exactly. I'm like, and also I feel like you don't really start seeing physical characteristics of a kid until they hit one. That's when you can really see like, oh, she has your eyes. Yeah. That's what I'm mortified of too, because I've messed that up too, where I'm like, oh, she's so adorable. And they're like, it's a boy. I'm like, then don't dress him in pink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. But it's it's when the worst is like when a friend has a baby and a week later, it's like, look, she has my eyes. It's like, you <laughs> what? <laughs> like two of them? Is that what yeah. you mean? She has like, two what? eyes? Like, okay, yeah, maybe they look like your baby pictures, but like, let's not get carried it away. It always also has two ears and a mouth, which means it definitely looks like the like, dad. As long as your baby's happy and healthy and like mom's doing good, mm. like. Good. And I'll send them a gift card in the mail. And then they hit two oh, see, I don't even and they scream <laughs> and then they hit three and then they realize that by crying they can get anything they want. And then I hate kids for three, four, five. Then they're five and they go to school and they think they're hot shit. It's not until they get beaten up a few times and they turn eight. <laughs> you have this th- whole thing figured out. I have... I'm gonna father kids and then not see them until their eighth <laughs> yeah. birthday. You should and just like, write a book. <laughs> Don't worry, father's here. And they're like, who are you? I'm like, no, no, no. Trust me, you have my eyes, hundred percent. You've got to be mine. You should write a book. Yeah, a parenting what's a good, book. <laughs> yeah, I should not write a parenting book. There's a lot of books I could write. Parenting, no. I like it. If you a parenting book from a non-parent, we should. And it, I might message my friends and then send you what they reply to me. Like when it comes to me seeing their new family, they're always like, why don't you come visit? I'm like, cause you have a kid. I'm so sorry. Like you were cool. And then you became serious. Yeah. I have one, my like best, best friend. She has a daughter and she's still like, if I come into town, she's still like, Hey, like, do you want to go like out to dinner and like get a couple drinks? Like she's, she's cool. She's still my, she girl. remember who she was. Yeah. She didn't forget. She, no, it's like a, f- but I, I do have some friends who just completely like drop off the radar and they go into parent mode. They do. What's up with parent mode? What are the stages? You, you have friends. You're in a, this is the weird thing about social media. And I a say boot. this a lot is a that boot. I love that a boot. I love it. And I try. I actually physically try. I dated a Florida girl for a while and I would get called out every single time called out uh called out <laughs> here's the fundamental difference that i figured out out <laughs> is that we try to pronounce the t and then you just go with the ou right where are you going i'm going out going out out right it's yeah. like kind of like almost like ow with a little bit of a t- there's no t out. don't lie out. i'm going out and then out we, we just really tr- we skip the u and just go right for the t yeah. Same with about, which about, 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 it's weird, right? It is weird. Uh, I have a really good friend who works in media as well. And actually when you're in New York for the game, if you haven't met her yet, I'm going to highly suggest you two meet and grab a coffee. Her name is Julie Stewart Banks and Julie Stewart Banks. I know Julie. You know Julie? Yeah. Oh, so Julie is Torontonian originally and we worked together ages ago. So Julie went West, then she got the FS1 job in LA. And then she went to ESPN and then she moved to New York. 
So it kind of ruins it because you already know her, but I'm still going to put in a good word, damn it. And yeah, I was actually, if you're in New York, I, I want you two to meet up. Because we'll be in New York in two weeks. And I was well, actually going to send her a message and be Wait. like, hey. Yeah. Because her and I have actually never hung out. Yeah. But anytime she would come to Orlando City, like to get She hung what? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how it feels, damn it. <laughs> Whenever she would pay visits yes. to Orlando City <laughs> for a broadcast. I would say hi to her and I'd be like, yeah. by the way, I love your Instagram stories. I yeah. watch She's them. She's hilarious. I watch them vicariously. <laughs> and she has found a real neat way, I think, of navigating new media. And it's weird she that has. we're still calling it new media when it's just what media is now. Yeah. But everyone understands no, when I say so new media. she's so good at it. It's funny. So a lot of people who really know me know I'm way more introverted. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I would never have guessed. I'm much more You seem like the most fun person and in I the am, world. I am fun. Once you like really know me. <laughs> I am fun. You're now defensive. Fun. You're like, oh, I promise. I'm really, <laughs> yeah, really, really, really fun. fun. If you know me. But when I go into a room of people I don't know, I'm not naturally like, hey, I'm Mackenzie. Nice to meet you. I'm not one of those people. Like, right. I'm very much like, hey. I... Right. Like someone has to like make that introduction. Like it's very hard for me to like get out of my shell. Yeah. If I'm in front of a camera and have to work, like it honestly takes so much out of me that after I do a broadcast, really? a lot of people will be like, let's go. And I'm like, no, because I am so drained. Like drained. it drains yeah. me to, because it's, it's who not I natural. am. It's who I am, but yeah. it, it's not natural for me to just be like, hi and welcome <laughs> to like, but that's just not how I give am. me, give me your best coming back from break. Come on. It's just me and you. There's not a lot of people here. Coming back from break. Like Coming back from break. Show? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know. Whenever you come back from break. Yeah. Typically, like if it's a pregame show, it'll usually be like, welcome back to the Orlando City pregame show presented by Sun Pass Orlando City getting ready to take on Toronto FC. Toronto FC currently one, six and two on the season. Orlando whoa, whoa, City. whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy with the stats there, smart ass. <laughs> Remember where Orlando you're staying C- right now. Orlando City's looking to bounce back from an emotional loss against Atlanta United as of last week and looking to get back to winning ways. But see, you you you, you turn it on very well. If you struggle with it, I you do it so well that I wouldn't know people, it all. People have no idea. Amazing. Yeah. Now, so I have high social anxiety. Uh, that's just who I am. And I tried to fight it in my 20s because I'm old now. And then I finally just came to a realization that big groups, for a few different reasons, really intimidate me. I'm way better one-on-one. And that's why this whole podcast thing works really well for me, because I can catch up with old friends, people I've worked with, people I've met along the way, without having that stress of being in a public spot with a big table of people, and then at the end feeling like I never caught up with them at all. So we can look at it as a negative, but how does it help you? I honestly, it's funny. I don't even, I feel like when I was a kid, I was pretty outgoing and I don't really know like what switched. Actually, I do know what switched it when, now that I think about it. I, cause, because I moved overseas. I moved to China when I was freaking 12. My parents were like, Hey, guess what? Guess what? No, literally they were like, guess what? Um, two and a half months before packing up and moving to China. Holy smokes. Yeah. And I was like, I started laughing. I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's a great joke. <laughs> we're like, we're on the way to dinner. Haven't even left our complex yet. By the way, I'm like, no, 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 And no, it's no. not like you're not at the most critical point of your exactly. development ever. You're a 12-year-old. Uh, yeah, I'm in seventh grade, middle of seventh grade. I think like I have my group of friends. Mm. I know where I'm going to high school. Like, all right, this is like. The, I have the next five years is, planned this out. This is the plan. Of. Like, this is what's happening. And it was just a bomb drop. Go to an international school where it's an American international school, mind you. 
but I was one of very few actual Americans. So I come in moving from South Florida wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister. <laughs> I look it. like this South, like yep. the epitome of South Florida. And yep. I walk in and everyone's like, what yeah. the hell is she wearing? Like, are? yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it was. I was right. one that got made fun of and I got teased and I got bullied really bad. And so I think that I just, I went into the shell and it sent me a little bit into like a depression mm-hmm. and I learned how to hide it, mm-hmm. which is why I think I'm so good at hiding of being a natural introvert right. now. And also my dad is introverted by nature. Is so he? I think that's where I, I I'm a lot like my dad yep. in that sense, but my mom is very outgoing, which is hmm. where I get that from. So interestingly enough, my dad was like the life of the party until he had kids and then he became kind of the person that just wanted to hide in his home. And my mom was always, so my mom knew my dad as a social butterfly, but then I knew my dad as the one who was like, no, I don't really want to have people over this weekend. Now can we just kind of chill? And my mom was the one who always wanted to bring people into the home yep. and she wanted to entertain. She always wanted to entertain. And it was kind of neat because we grew up on a pretty big property. So then all of our friends would want to come over and we'd have bonfires. So we'd have barbecues and cookouts and stuff like that. But I realize now that I'm older is my mom trying to feed that part of her that loves having people around and loves being the entertainer at, and then unfortunately my dad, I guess just life happens. Yeah. My dad has pretty much been an introvert his entire life. My mom, social butterfly constantly needs to be talking to somebody like if she, like every single morning she's on the phone with a friend. Really? Every single morning without fail. She probably will phone two or three friends. Just be like, hey, like da-da-da-da-da. Like, <laughs> she, she just has to talk to somebody. Yeah. And if she's not talking to anyone, she's calling me. And I'm like, she'll Mom. be like, I honestly, like I can put the phone down for Mom. five minutes and come back. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then this happened at work. And I'm just like, cool. Another five minutes down. Like, yeah. it's awful. But um, bless honestly, her. She's amazing. I'm honestly trying to fill time because I'm trying to figure out an answer to your original question right now. No, it's cool because you let us down a neat road to China. I'm guessing one of your parents had to go for work. Yeah, my dad. Yeah. yeah. What did he do in China? So he worked for a privately owned company and they manufactured computer components. So pretty much what was happening was the manufacturing there was constantly, there were constantly issues where it just pretty much got to the point where they were like, yeah, we just need you to be there full time. Yeah. And you were there for how long? I lived there until I was 16. My parents actually ended up living there for 10 years. So I had this, I I don't have a script. I don't have papers in front of me, but I kind of thought as you're coming over, I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask her because we get a lot of Canadian guests on the podcast and, and even like when Julie was on, she is Canadian, doesn't, even though she was coming up from the States to come be on the podcast, I was going to say something like, so tell me, you know, we're a lot the same, but what are some of the differences you notice in Canada? Way better now. What are some of the things I wouldn't guess that kind of hit you as a bit of a culture shock? Okay. Well, Aside from one, everything. my dad <laughs> set us up for failure. Oh, poor so guy. we're in the house. He gives me this pamphlet of what my school's going to look like. Blue skies, green trees. And my mom and I, my mom had never been over there either. And no. we're like, oh, what's it like? And he's like, very similar to here. Very similar. <laughs> you actually will be so blown away yeah. that it's Super. like downtown because Orlando. All the, all the pictures are so edited, heavily, heavily edited. I have blue skies, all this stuff. When we first got to China, we arrived in Hong Kong. Hong mm-hmm. Kong, very similar to New York. Okay. Just skyscrapers everywhere on the water right there. Yeah. 
concrete jungle. Exactly. We get on the train to go into the mainland. Rice fields. Really? Rice fields. And it's so polluted. Oh, no. So polluted. And what you learn by living there is that it's a good day when you see a little bit of blue. Like, oh. and you see maybe a blue sky 28 days out of the air. And it's. Because it's so polluted. And so it's a lot of smog then or yeah. overcast or a mix it's of just, both? It's just, yeah, it's just gray. The sky, the sky is just gray. gray. You I, don't see stars. So now every time I see stars, like I will stand outside and I'll just look at stars. You just look straight up. Because like, I, I found you. I'm like, for, I didn't have it for four years unless I went on vacation. You don't realize how much you appreciate little things like that. Um, one thing that was cool, I would say about living there is that it taught me to grow up a lot faster mm-hmm. because being American, you get away with anything. <laughs> so it helped you grow up faster? But I think it's because my parents were so lenient. So at 14, yeah. my curfew was midnight. Right. I didn't have a car. I wasn't driving. I was in taxis by myself and they were just like, yeah, yeah, go hmm. like, but it was so safe. I was going to say it's, it must've been a relatively it's safe so area safe because there it's guilty until proven innocent. And usually it's automatic punishment, death, death penalty. If, like, if anything happens, right. Some things though that you probably wouldn't know. I mean, it's honestly, it's a third world country Yeah, in every sense of the form, which must be interesting because you have, it's so strongly juxtaposed to what you witness in Hong Kong. Which, completely night and day. If it's much like New York. Night and day. I mean, if you go outside of like the city of Hong Kong, yep. you see it a little bit more. Yep. But yeah, in Hong Kong, it's skyscrapers, nice malls, nice shops, English. You still yep. get a lot of that influence because obviously Britain used to own it. Yep. It used to be a territory for them. And then you just go into China and it's just, it's, it's like you're Something speaking, else. it's aliens. It's, yeah. it's, it's completely foreign. I remember our first couple days there, we're walking through this market and there they'll grab you mm-hmm. and be like, Missy, 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 you want to watch Missy? And I remember I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, like being, and they like, they want to take pictures with you. Like, it's interesting. It, yeah. It's, I don't like being uh, touched on the, like the best of days. Exactly. I have, I have a real no, personal space up, boundary. That's how I am. And they just yeah. know that they no just, guard. they just, they have a lot of love to share. That's what it is. They have a lot of love. They have a lot they, of fake watches. They want to have tons of fake watches. <laughs> they have all the love as long as you buy a fake watch. Or a fake purse and or some fake shoes. You get great quality, quality. I things. think I need to we go on a shopping We call them tributes. Trip. That's what my mom and I have called them. We call them tributes. The, the, the merchandise you can the buy? The merchandise. The because it's such a nice tribute to a e- Chanel purse. Exactly incredible am i correct in assuming then that if you went to like an american what did you call it the school you went to it was called aisg so american international school of okay so it was an american international school Mm -hmm. do you bond pretty quickly because you all feel like foreigners or is it the almost the exact opposite where it becomes now extremely clicky compared to some of the public schools that you went to when I first got there, luckily there was an American girl who moved from Indiana a week before I did. Right. So, so she was going I, through the same thing. So pretty much her and I became instant friends. She had never moved out of the state of Indiana. Whereas at least I moved around the continental United States because yeah. my dad was in the military prior. Oh my to goodness. This job. So him, we moved. Your dad just got really used to moving and didn't want to stop. I, yeah. <laughs> but honestly it's a curse now because, right. because I grew up moving so much. 
I don't ever want to stay in a place for more than like two, three years. Like I get this itch where I'm like, Interesting. All right, I need to go. I need to go. I need, I need new city. I need new people. So my family moved into the home where my mom still is when I, like a week after I turned one and my mom's still there. And so when I moved out at 18, I think I lived in seven places in seven years. I think that's how the next stretch went, which for me, I didn't even see the purpose in unpacking anymore. I was like, why unbox anything? Oh, my apartment. I have nothing hanging. Minimalism. You just get to kind of be happy with whatever you have. But I've now been in my place for eight years, which is wild to think like it's crazy. But it finally it feels like home. It, when I get there, I'm like, oh, no, this is like my safe spot. And I almost moved because I got that itch after a couple of years. I'm like, OK, I need a change. And then my friend said, listen, do you especially because I got a really good rate on the rent. And I don't know what prices are like in southern Florida. They've gotten kind of stupid here. Like it's rising. Is it yeah. 650 square feet will probably run you 1500 American. Or like oh, 18, wow. 1900 Canadian. If you want a little bit more elbow room, like if you want some space, if you want a two bedroom, you're 2600 Canadian. So probably 2100 American and up. And so I got my place at a steal and my friend, great advice. They said, listen, you're going to spend a lot of money if you move. You know that. And I was like, yeah, I can afford it. They're like, do yourself a favor. Redecorate everything. Right. I was a boy. Like I am. I am. Guys don't redecorate. Guys don't redecorate. All my stuff had been collected just odds and ends over the years. And it's like, oh, yeah, I got this nightstand from here. And I don't think my other nightstand even like matched my first one. My bed was was donated to me. It was a hunk of crap. My couch was it was a love seat. It was no bigger than the one here in my office. It wasn't a couch at all. And so I spent the money. I decorated. I got rid of everything decorated head to tail. And then it felt finally it felt like a new place. Yeah, it felt like a new place. I didn't have to move because it scratched that itch. But then when you get into it, you realize I picked everything for a purpose and I now can't imagine my stuff anywhere else because it's been selected, I feel like, for that one spot. That's not how I roll. couch. Did I say that weird, too? I don't if you did, I didn't pick coach, up on it. Coach. Coach. Couch. <laughs> couch. Coach. Coach. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tribute bag, actually. It's a coach. <laughs> it's a couch. It's my tribute bag. Love it. So what's things have changed for you this year? You've taken on more responsibility with work, right? Yeah. And and tell me. I can okay, I could sit here and tell you everything you do. And it would kind of be a really boring podcast. Or you, I can pretend I don't know anything and you can just tell me everything. Okay. I'm really excited. So pretty much, so this is my third year with Orlando City. Yeah. The first year, just sidelining. Last year, they were like, all right, we're just going to have you host because we think trying to have you host in sideline might be too much of you running yeah. back and forth from set to pitch. And then this year, they're like, all right, we're going to have yeah, you Yeah, you run. can run. You can run. We know you can move. Uh, okay. Speaking of running, <laughs> I have a great story. So soccer, there's a lot of it. So earlier this season, Dom Dwyer mm -hmm. scored his 100th career professional goal. After we win, our guys go hand in hand, run up to our supporter section mm -hmm. as like a do thank their you. thing. Yeah. So I interview the coach. We're waiting on Dom Dwyer and he's taking his time. Interview him. I haul ass. I am in over the knee boots. Oh boy. With a four inch heel. Because me as a guy, I totally know what that's. It's what that's it's like like that yeah like small bigger than the heels i'm wearing right now over the knee boots 
haul ass. I am jumping, leaping, oh my leaping goodness. over Gazelle-like. tables. Gazelle-like. Oh, it was. Bounding. So in my head, I'm running like full flying, full-blown yeah. flying. Because I'm trying to get to this set because at this set, we bring on another player Holy and do smokes. another interview. So I am just flying to the set, out of breath. Mm-hmm. And after the game, one of our interns comes up to us and she was like, you ran your ass off. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> and I, in my head, I'm thinking, there's no way I was probably running that yeah, fast. Yeah. She was like, no, you were hauling, hauling. You're going to the NFL combine at IMG uh, exactly. in a couple she weeks. Was like, and no, you, she was like, I wish I would have recorded it. She was like, it was so good. The look on your face and you were just running full on with a microphone in hand, in heels, doing every other step, like yeah, up the steps yeah. to get to our set. It was just... Which is amazing because I'm like, welcome back to the broadcast. They throw back from the booth and I'm literally like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. I would not like to walk up on like full on, just like my face is red. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was great. Um, one shot, one shot on him. Yeah. Thanks. One of our analysts, he comes on and mm-hmm. co-hosts with me, so I'm just like Mikhail. <laughs> you get the first like three questions. Yeah. Um, no, so it's been fun. It's been fun being able to host in silent because they're two totally different animals. Yeah. And you don't really realize it until you're doing both back to back. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been fun because everyone is always like, well, what do you want to do? What's your dream job? Do you want to host? Do you want to be Where do you see studio? yourself in five years? Oh, that's the worst question. It is the worst Working question. clearly. I need to pay the bills. Yeah. And it's funny because like my agency, for example, they're always like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to sideline or do you want to host? Because mm-hmm. it's so rare that you get a job where you can do both. Mm-hmm. And this year I've kind of been able to like, figure that out a little bit more yep. with what I like to do. And yep. I thought it was hosting and now I'm starting to realize I'm like, actually, I just uh, really like sidelining. Yeah. I think it's cause you're so in the moment yep. and there's no script to it. You're so in tune with like what's happening, like yep. fly by the seat of your pants. But yeah, it's been fun. And now I'm traveling with the team this year, which is, which is why I'm here. I loved, I love travel days. I loved the routine of them. I, I, I actually, I think I grew to enjoy road dates more, not that I don't love Toronto and the fans and BMO Field, but there's such a routine to a travel match that you just, you get this pace and you know before you even go on the trip, you know, okay, this is gonna be this, this is gonna be this, this is gonna be this, then we head to the stadium at this time and then my day goes like this and then I end here and then I'm back at the hotel, I get to eat, I go to bed or whatever it might be, where with home matches, I would spend generally most of the day still at the office, which everything's being thrown at you from every angle. You're in meetings, you're running around, and then all of a sudden at three o'clock or four o'clock, you have to switch gears, you have to pack all your gear, you have to run there, and then figure out what the heck you're doing. And so I hope I hope you get that kind of, just that bliss, I think, a little bit of space, but just a, that great routine that I found came on the road. The reason why I wanted you to share everything you're doing this year, because it contrasts so perfectly, completely contrasts to what your life was like from 12 to 16 in China. And I really want to know, how did you go from A to B? Honestly, so when I was really little, I grew up going to baseball games religiously, Marlins games. And Go Blue Jays. 
<laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would sit in the upper deck with yeah. all the old geezers who would listen to the radio broadcast, chart the games. That was me at like 22. That was, that was my <laughs> life as a seven year old. Amazing. As a seven, eight year old, like I was at, I knew that all the cameramen, yeah. I was on the bo- big screen every yeah. game. Like I knew everything. Yeah. And it wasn't my parents who got me in sports. It was actually our neighbors. They're the ones who got me in sports when we first moved to South Florida. And I just remember Don Dwyer, funny enough, Dom, Don. <laughs> the, the other one. Yeah. Um, he was like, you should be a sports reporter. And for whatever reason, it just stuck. So lived in China, played every single sport, was on every single varsity team throughout high school, got to college, kind of just got through college, was just kind of like, I, I want to work in sports. Well, yeah. like, am I going to work in sports? Like, how is this really going to work? Like, I didn't go to school to be on TV. I just went to school for communication. So yep. pretty much to do like PR. Yep. My last semester... You'd be great at PR. You say fuck, piss, and shit all the time. Oh, oh God. I would send out some great press releases. Like, they would be so... We traded some fucking guy. doesn't matter anymore. They would be so entertaining. Oh, my gosh. I I wish one team... I feel like the the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, I feel like they'd be totally cool if they'd be like, yeah, some fucking guy just like... He's gone. He out. He's gone. Out. Peace. Been complete... Booted from the team. Um, So, I remember my last semester of college... My parents still lived overseas and I told myself, I was like, if I don't get a job in sports or don't figure out what the hell I'm going to do, I'm going to become a dive instructor overseas for go, go overseas for a year and become a dive instructor, figure out what I want to do. Funny enough, just online Craigslist, find a super obscure ad sports writer looking for assistant, wrote a book, works at a house. Must be okay with cat and dog. Please send <laughs> resume. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and I remember I read it and I was like, this is really sketchy. This is so sketch. So sketchy. Yeah. I came back. It's to like it. one of those Florida man headlines. Florida man <laughs> seeking that's, that's how, assistance. And that's the start of a horror movie. Yeah. A really bad horror movie on Netflix that never made it. You screen. already have the dark hair. So you're halfway there. Exactly. So a week later I go back to it and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to send an email. Because what, what's it going to hurt? Yep, you don't get course. a reply. Send an email. Five minutes later, get a response back. Hi, I'm Christy Dosh. I'm the ESPN sports business reporter. And I'm like, holy No crap. way. Yeah. Because she wanted to be. Yeah. She didn't want to be like, hi. I she wanted to be for, incognito. Yeah. She was like, I, she like, hey, I'm an ESPN reporter. Yeah. No. So her and I met, got the job, worked with her for a year. Her husband worked at the sports radio station and ran the sports radio station in Jacksonville, Florida, ended up doing a podcast for them. Didn't know what I was doing. I was mm-hmm. just like, she was like, you know, sports, he needs someone to talk about the Florida Stuff. Gators college yep. football. I was like, okay, cool. Once she left ESPN, I moved over to the radio station interned. And one of the radio guys there was like, I want to put you in front of camera just to see, yep. just to see what happens. And so we did a screen test, wrote off a teleprompter, never read off a teleprompter no, in my life. Yeah. It was awful <laughs> I, th- I was hoping you weren't gonna say it that but everyone's first absolutely terrible God I, think, awful. I think my friend who was the video camera he was running the video the operator, camera yeah. yeah at the time didn't know him him and i are now like awesome awesome friends he was like i think i still have it oh, and i'm hoping boy. he sends it to me one day and pretty much it was just terrible a couple of weeks later he's like hey 
I'm doing a high school football show. I just need someone to go out to promote the games each Friday night. I'm Amazing. like, okay, cool. Yep, I like, can do that. A couple hundred bucks a game, sure. Every yep. Friday, got Completely. it. Completely. First game, he's like, let's just try doing a stand-up. So no teleprompter. You're just going to talk about the game. Hmm. Go in front of camera, do a stand-up, and he was like, holy crap. You're better. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And next thing I knew, I was just like going to the studio every day, read off teleprompter, got better really? and better. And, and that now launched, I work at Orlando that, City. That Actually, launched the soccer honestly, butterfly. So, so all of that started, read off the teleprompter for the first time in July. Mm-hmm. High school football started in August. Mm-hmm. The following July, ESPN Wide World of Sports contacted me and was like, hey, we want you to come be our reporter for ESPN Wide World of Sports. And then I started doing like ESPN three gigs, like yep. ESPN U gigs. Yep. And then or Orlando City contacted me a month after I got the job with ESPN because I was just like would go down for like events for ESPN. So I was still working in Jacksonville. And then Orlando City was like, hey. Amazing. Yeah. So it- I was only I had only been on TV front and camera for a year and a half before I got my Orlando City job. You know, this actually goes against everything people usually hear on this podcast. I'll tell you why. Because oftentimes it's a lot like, yeah, I try to get a job and then realize there's not a lot of jobs out there. And so then I just decided I have a camera and a YouTube channel. I've got to do my own thing. And then someone recognized me. You're like, whoa, 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 move out of the way, ESPN. I'm coming through. Hello, radio. Hello, high school football. Oh, what's that? ESPN, Wide World of Sports? Yeah, of course. I'll put you on my agenda. Orlando City, nice to meet you. I think I can fit you in on Saturdays. It, yeah, it was a complete whirlwind. Like, it was, it was so crazy. But it's funny because... Once I kind of got that taste of it, yeah. I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. I'm now doing it. And I just pretty much went like balls to the walls. Yeah. So like I was in studio every day working on teleprompter. Like, and actually I'm the best, what I'm best at is being in studio it's, on teleprompter. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. And I, that's what I don't ever, I don't even do that anymore, no. <laughs> but that's what I'm the best at. Funny Dang, enough. You're not even helping me do my best stuff. I know it's give it's, me a teleprompter. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, and then my and first coming up season, at six o'clock, we have Mark and he'll give you the yeah. We, yeah, exactly. But then my first year, Orlando city and then kick now Copa 90 us contacted me and we're like, Hey, can you come do your, like the euros are this year. Can you come cover the euros for us out of our studio for a month? You did the euros with kick. Yeah. I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. So That's my first year with I love Orlando the City, people at Kick, actually. So I'm very I went with to my boss and I actually, ha- I like kind of work under like three different people yep. because I do digital and TV. Yeah. So I go to one of my bosses and I was like, hey, this is what happened. And he was, and he at the time was the second in command basically. Yep. And he was like, if I was the main boss, I would say no. Cause I don't want to lose. I wouldn't want to lose you for a month. I go to my main boss and he's like, let me think about it. Next day comes back. He's like, it's a good opportunity. <laughs> You should go. And Kick was like, we'll fly you back for the games you have to broadcast, yep. which was amazing. Only two. So I was, I lived in New York for a month, covered the Euros. Incredible. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And then like that year, then MLS was like, hey, can hey, you cover right. playoffs for us? Like it was Because nuts. Kick and MLS had, I think Kick just turned into Copa 90. They hadn't, I don't think they Kick, hadn't turned they into had, Copa yeah, 90 yet. Not yet. Yeah. But I think. But they have always had some but sort of relationship started. between the offices. Yeah. Kick was originally in the MLS soccer offices. Oh, and then they go. moved offices. So they had their own office. Yeah. It's incredibly important. Just listen to your story. And, and that one key 
that your boss realized this is a good opportunity. Which is so rare. Which is so, but it's so important. It is. That, especially when you are... Okay, what are the big three sports in the States? Baseball, football... Basketball. And basketball, right? So if you're not in that tier, you kind of, in a way, you can look at your job as owing it to the people under you to help foster and help grow good talent. And what an incredible gift to give someone to say, listen, you're going to, it's a wicked opportunity, great exposure, and a ton of reps, a ton of time on camera. You're going to learn so much about yourself, and then you're going to come back here and you'll have grown this much just because of all the work you've done. That kind of stuff makes me really happy because I believe that's something we can all work on more by making sure we're not just looking out for ourselves, but we're also helping foster the next crop and, and and young talent who are extremely eager and in your case unbelievably able and talented yeah and I think especially with my boss at the time like so like once you're a VP in a company like you're sitting pretty yeah. like you're sitting back you're in a good spot you got the money flowing in and working directly for a team and this is really for any major league sport you're not making a lot of money when you're directly working for a team and you're and you're in a lower level it's that's just how it is because if you don't want to work there someone else does because people always want to work in sports and technically regional right that too you would you an equal would be someone who's in on a regional tv station you're not national yeah because you only work for one area we're not we're local like we're not even regional really yeah so we're not even regional we're just Orlando and right. like the little bit outside of Orlando. Yeah. So kiss me. That's like the one place I know champions gate. There we go. Yeah. We champions there. Gate. yeah our, <laughs> our games get to there. Um, but I think like, and even one of my bosses, I talked to him this year. He was like, you know, I don't expect you to be here forever. Like it is local. Like I know you want to do bigger and better things. Like I I'm here to help you. Like that is what I'm here to do. Like you're not, you're not old enough to settle. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Like he's like, you're still in your twenties. Like I'm old enough to settle, though. I'm <laughs> the, definitely old enough. You? No, yeah. <laughs> or, no, but my boss was like, I'm old enough to yeah, settle. Yeah, like yeah. you keep going. Yeah, but he was like, I don't expect you to be here like yeah. your entire life. Like, and I love Orlando City. I like the day I move on. Like that will forever be like my team, like my yeah. MLS team. Like I will forever support them. Will forever love them. Will love those fans. But yeah, like. Of course, I would like I would the dream is to make national like yeah. that is the goal. Actually, I would be happy making regional because yeah. it's I a always, movement. It's yeah. like you, you, you're growing, you're moving. Yeah. And like even when I was little, I remember if I was a sports reporter, I want to be a Marlin sports reporter. If yeah. I ever became a Marlin sports reporter, I'd just be like work a day. I'd be like, done, yeah, yeah, yeah. done. I did it. I did it. I did it. Oh, my God. I'm retiring. I'm, happy. I'm going out on top. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy to think how I'm 26. I started Orlando City when I was. 24 at 21 I had no idea no idea what was gonna happen and it's crazy to think like five years like someone at 21 like would have been like hey what's your five-year plan and I'd be like I hope I work in sports I hope hope but I'm probably just gonna be working in a cubicle somewhere right and funny enough like I didn't and also I never once did I think oh I'm gonna be working in major league soccer right never crossed my mind at all and now I'm in deep. <laughs> I'm right in. It's got me. I, I'm in deep. What I try to tell, like what, whenever someone asks me 
about my past. So in, I started, I was a writer first. I was a reporter on camera for years. Then I moved into producing documentary stuff. And that's kind of where I've wound up. And much to what you just said, I said, don't say you have to be somewhere in five years because your plan, if you allow it, will change 30 times oh, yeah. over that. Because you learn something new, you add a new piece to your to your tool belt or to your repertoire and then you're like oh I want to do this more B I say always have a plan as in listen my next step is this I want to get regional or I want to be the Marlins reporter or whatever it is always have a direction you're heading but never dig your heels in and say no 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 it's only I I have to do this in five years or else because you'll shut the door to so many opportunities so piggybacking off that I know so many girls when I was first starting out. Mm-hmm. I live in Florida, quote unquote, south. <laughs> quote unquote, south. Southern what, region. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's quote unquote south? So this is a so Canadian I'm podcast. Saying, I'm saying south in terms of like, so college football is massive. Okay. In the south. So right. that's Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky. You right. go out. West, like to California, college football, like not a big deal. Like okay. you go to Florida, like college football, like people live and die for Saturdays during college football season. And I love college football. Yeah. Absolutely love it. But I know so many girls who are like, I only want to cover football. Like I, I will right. only cover football. And because of that, they're now no longer in sports. No. Because that's all they said that they would do. Whereas like I was like, soccer? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Like, cool. Okay. Where are we like, going to go from here? Yeah. Like, Hello Euros. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. It's it's just funny how it, like watching other people, how they were like, I'm only going to do this. Like I will only allow myself to do that. But then it takes you out entirely. Yeah, completely. You need to, there's so many, there's no right way to get somewhere at all. There's only experience. Yep. Right. You can only experience things. And even to your point, you had said, you did sideline, then you did hosting, and then you appreciate the fact that you're doing both because you really get to see where your inclination lies. In Canada, if, if you could guess when you're you know, a, a child or teenager growing up, if we want to cover one sport, what sport do you think we want to cover? Hockey. Hockey. We want to be, whether it's the Montreal Canadiens, Vancouver Canucks, Toronto Maple Leafs, whatever. That's what we want to do. We just want to focus on hockey. And I was fortunate enough to really get my start in sports through hockey. I was completely lucky. But there is a massive market for tennis because we have the Rogers Cup. We have golf. We have one of the Masters, I think someone will yell at me if I'm wrong. We have one of the big tournaments up here as well. Pardon? They're on the circuit. There are we? See, look, we're on. I need people like you. I, I need you to fact check everything I say. There are so many different ways that you can exercise your talents, and then you can learn so much awesome stuff and meet so many talented people along the way. Can I say I have done some like obscure sports reporting? Curling. No. <laughs> I covered the flyboard world championship. That's incredible. What's flyboarding? Flyboarding is what you see where it's like the people in the air. It looks like they're on a hoverboard that's attached to a jet ski. And it a like hover. They, oh, yeah. That looks pretty badass. Like you though. see a lot of people like when they go on vacation in like yeah, Mexico. They do it. it. There's a world championship for it. I covered it. It must have been pretty awesome, though. 
I had no idea what I was doing. No, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, he just pulled the the double spinny trick. And, oh yeah, it's and like, then ended it with the, the with the landing. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was it was for CBS Sports actually. Incredible. Yeah. Keep yourself open yeah. to opportunity. But then you know what? It's funny because now I can go back. I was like, yeah, I was on CBS Sports. Right, exactly. You it doesn't have, matter what it was. It, it's no, just the fact that you can say it. And that's the funny thing about demo reels is that so often, and if someone's experienced, they should be listening to what you're saying, but all of us play victim to it. We just look to see what the watermark is in the corner. Yep. Like you're, you're there doing a stand-up. A million stand-ups sound the same. Like they really, or you do like a post anything interview. They all really sound the same. We got to make sure someone's presentable a hundred percent that they don't trip over their words or are scared of the camera a hundred percent. And then we also look at the watermark in the bottom and go, Oh shit, they did stuff for FS one or they did stuff for CBS or ESPN check. And you get 40 seconds into it. You're like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's good enough. We're yep. going to bring her in. She can definitely do whatever we need her to do or he, whatever we need him to do. Yeah. It's crazy. Keep yourself open to opportunity, especially if those opportunities lead to dinner afterwards. Yeah. We've been, I promised you that we'd grab some food. You're like, good, because I'm starving. And I've kept you long over our hour. Oh, that's fine. What kind of food do you want to go for? What's your your kind of eats? I just want something that I wouldn't normally be able to get in Orlando, which I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. Like, what what can't you get in Orlando? I don't know. I know. We'll definitely go for tacos. No, you get tacos all the time. I've had great tacos in Orlando. Just take me to like a spot that you know is like always reliable always really good beer or wine what's what, what's your preference depends Probably on the day wine Probably actually wine? i love i love beer and i love wine it just it really does depend on the day and are you a red or a white wine this depends isn't on, i'm just on, like it, it teaching depends, people about you it depends on what i'm eating oh you're one of those fancy people i used well, so when i first started pinky drinking, up definitely no no <laughs> when i first started drinking wine i only liked white because it was chilled yep and then once I started drinking enough, I remember I was out. With, I remember I was out with girlfriends, and I had a couple glasses of white wine yeah. at that point. And they got like they were drinking red, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm already feeling good." So I started drinking red because at that point you just don't really care. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of good." And then I went on this like really long bender, bender of just <laughs> only drinking red wine. And now I've gotten myself back to where I'm like, I appreciate white, white wine. So we have a very cold, long winter, as you were privy to when you came up for MLS um, playoffs. Four layers. Four layer winter, which is generally the red wine time of year. And then when we like get mold wine. Oh, we do mold. Oh, oh so I it, love mold wine. So we have to make sure. I don't know if MLS Cup will be hosted a third straight year in Toronto. But if you happen to end up here in the end of November to early December, one of the biggest attractions is Toronto's Christmas market. And we hold it in one of the oldest parts of town. And they do incredible mulled wine. When I went to Switzerland and Germany. Glugen wine. Glühwine. Glühwine. There you go. Glühwine. I pretty much every single night, because I went in December, every single night we went to a Christmas market, every single night I had yeah, Glühwein wine. or I had cider. Oh, which is great warm as well. Oh, so, so with good. cinnamon? Yeah. Did they put cinnamon sticks in it or whatever? they put alcohol in it. And they- <laughs> so great. So much. Everything's better. Just Leave yourself off. open to opportunity. Don't dig your heels in. And when the opportunity arises, please go get dinner. We like to end the podcast the same way every single time. And it's actually really fitting with what we're about to do. Yes. I'll, I'll tell everyone to be good to themselves. And then you will add and eat your vegetables. 
because in my mind, it's one of those simple things in which you can treat your body well and your mind well. I love vegetables. It's, it's just, I love vegetables too. I, drink, I have a green juice every day. Do you, what's in your green juice? It's like a, um, it's actually like a powder. <laughs> no. it, actually, it actually tastes really good. Does most, it really? Mo, it tastes like apple juice, but maybe like more like sour apple candy. Sour apple candy but for it's everyone. But it's really good. Imagining this at home. It tastes really, really good. Get after it. But please, in the meantime, be good to yourself. And eat your vegetables. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.